Welcome to Creating History. I'm your host, Caitlin. We're going to empower you to create your own history with God. Let's get this journey started. Hey, everyone. I am here today with Aurelia. Hey, y'all. Hey. So today we are going to talk about her journey from being saved to saved, saved. And we're going to explain what that means in a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and pray before we get started. So, Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this place. I ask that you would flow through myself and through Aurelia today and that your words would pierce the person's heart that's listening, God, that you would flow through us and what you want to say is said and what you want heard is said in the name of Jesus, Father. I just thank you that we are touching the listeners' hearts today because the words that are flowing straight from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Explain the difference between being saved and saved, saved. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, saved is what I used to be. Saved, saved <laughs> is what I am now. Amen. That's who I am now. Um, Elaborate a little bit, though. Okay. Saved, saved is something that I use to describe someone who fully walks out everything Bible, everything Jesus, and not picking and choosing what they want to believe or yeah, what they yeah. want to listen to. Um, it's like total sent trying to be entire sanctification. Yes. Not necessarily straddling the fence. Correct. Not being lukewarm. Yes. Because I mean, we all mess up, we all fall short, but it's the heart posture. Yes. I lukewarm is good because I that's something that actually got me to be safe, safe because I was reading that scripture where it talks about um Jesus basically vomits the lukewarm Mm -hmm. and it's like lukewarm to him. It's like, it's disagreeing with his stomach. It, it makes him sick for him to be, for us to be lukewarm. And I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't be like that. Exactly. It's kind of bad. I got to give Jesus my all. Exactly. So yeah, that's That's good. And that is, I would agree with the difference in being saved and saved, saved Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And if you're listening and you're at a place where you're not fully giving your all to Jesus. That is okay. There is grace. Mm-hmm. We love you. We're not coming from a judgment place at all. We're just speaking about right. Aurelia's story and where she came from. And um, even for me, I was, I said I was saved, but I wasn't really right. saved, saved, you know? Right. And that's, that's how a lot of us as Christians, especially people that were raised in church, mm-hmm. grow up. We're, we're saved, but you know, right. we're out know partying Jesus. on the weekend. Right, exactly. That's that was me. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I went to church. My mom had me in there every Sunday. Like I didn't cuss. I mean, I drank a little bit. I was doing <laughs> stuff I had no business doing, but I knew who God was. I just yeah. didn't have relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And it's relationship that right. that changes you and transforms you. Right. When you really start to dig in and spend that time with him, it changes you from the inside out. So, you kind of mentioned that you were raised in church a little bit. Yep, a little bit. But talk about how you went from being saved to saved, saved. Okay. And when things kind of clicked for your life. My mom got saved when I think, I think I was like 10 years old. So, I remember my mom going to the club and doing certain oh, wow. things. I remember my parents arguing and, you know, just yeah. certain things that they, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I remember when she got saved and my dad was still like, okay, you the one changed, not me. So like, <laughs> I remember like the imbalance in the household. Um, I also remember like being convicted 
when um, I would try to do things I had no business doing. Like, I would be convicted when I lied to my parents. Yeah. So Like, immediate conviction comes immediate. upon you? Immediate. And this was, like, like 10, 11 years uh-huh. old. Because, <laughs> like, at this point, we started going to church. And I'm yeah. like, okay, Jesus doesn't like this. Or God doesn't like this. Um, but... Even then, I was basically an angel all throughout high school. I mm-hmm. was really good. I did not cuss. I did not drink. I did not smoke. I didn't go to parties. None of that. Me um, either in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but afterwards. It'd, it'd, it'd be those ones that got the issues right, right after. When you, when you turn 18, you think you're an adult. Exactly. You get um, a little bit of experience in that college life. Uh-huh. And the friends that you make right outside of high school, like those are the ones that get you in a little bit of trouble. Yep. Um. But I remember after I graduated high school, um, I started seeing this guy that I knew and I traveled um, to Jersey to see him. Mm. And my mom, she was like, where you go? First problem. Okay. Going to see a man. He should be coming to see you. Okay. And so my mom was like, where are you going? So I'm going to Baltimore to see such and such or whoever. But, you know, lying. Mm -hmm. I was seeing some guy. And um, when my mom, she was sneaky too. She went in my car and was like, where'd you say you went? And it was a brand new car. And she knew how many miles I got on the car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I had first got the car. And it was like the same weekend. So she was like, well, Baltimore, this many miles round trip. Where'd you say you was going? Ooh. Yeah. So I basically got kicked out the house. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so when I got kicked out the house, that was like free reign. I was mad. As well, so it was like free reign for me to do whatever I wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's I don't have to listen to mom and dad anymore. I'm not under the roof. Yep. Like she gonna kick me out the house for this, so I'm going ahead and go do it. So Mm -hmm. that's when I started doing things I had no business doing. Um. After that, I went through a period of just like I stopped going to church. I did more work. It was kind of like the enemy was opening doors for me. Like, I got a new job, a good job. Like, $10 an hour at 18 was good for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the job didn't allow me to go to church on Sundays. Ah. Mm-hmm. The job didn't even allow... Well, it did allow me to go to, like, midweek services, but mm-hmm. you tired after work. You ain't trying to live oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it was like... And then I was visiting my sister while she was in college, so it was like I was getting her college experience, doing things. <laughs> yeah. that, like, it was just so much going on. Um... But I remember all of a sudden I started getting interest in politics and interest Mm -hmm. in just like little things and not knowing why I was getting interest in those things. And then all of a sudden, like I could feel a tugging at my heart like, okay, God is looking at everything that I'm doing, which is why it's important um, to be 100% like no um no compromise when it's when you're raising your children because if my mom did not raise me up the way that she did I wouldn't know who to turn to when I got into trouble yep and because she raised me up in Jesus and I got in trouble um when I was out of the house I went back to Jesus Mm -hmm. I didn't just wander off and do more crazy stuff because she allowed me to make my own decisions I was able to think like okay my mom taught me this. This is where I'm going back. Yep. And I was, and I truly one day asked God, the like, Bible talks about it. Train exactly, up a train up a child. Go. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's all Bible. I want to say I had like a God moment, 
and I was like, okay. It was I was going through that period with where I was thinking, is God really real? Yeah. Because I got so deep into whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. I was, um, I had a bunch of gay friends. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of friends who were different religions, and not knowing, thinking all paths lead to Jesus. Yeah. Lead to God. Yeah. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm wavering in my mind like well why would god may such and such go to hell for not believing them or whatever but um i had a moment where i was with god and i said okay god if you are truly real one of them moments yes (laughs) you need to show me or whatever and i don't know what happened but it was like between myself my sister and my cousin it was like that say it was like a weekend we had um it was new year's eve and it was so bad. I drank so much. I was coughing up blood, girl. Oh, it gosh. Was, it was bad. So it was like one of those, oh, like, my. I don't want to drink no more. But the sight of alcohol <laughs> makes me vomit. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't get my life together. Uh-huh. So, um, but even in that, I still wasn't living right. Like, yeah, even yeah. in the okay, God, are you real? He says, yes, I am real. Okay, I'm going to live for you. But it wasn't like a cold turkey switch. It was more so gradually I'm going back to church. I was like, but at this point, I was radical. Like, I was telling everybody about Jesus. Mm -hmm. You better get your life right or you're going to hell. Like, (laughs) I was one of those. There was no love in that. (laughs) Right, right. But I had got, because I got so much rejection, like, it, it was like, I was trying to get so many people to know God the way that I know God. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, whatever, man. Like, I'm the one that changed. Yeah, yeah. They didn't change. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And so I had to, like, really step back and evaluate myself and what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. And I was in a relationship that I had no business being in still. And I basically told him, if you want to um, be with me, you got to you gotta be with Jesus. And he was like, okay. And I knew in my heart that he was doing it for me, but he wasn't doing it for himself. Exactly. And so I was continuing in a relationship I had no business in. And so even in that relationship, God was showing me. It was like, I don't know what it was. Like certain things he would just show me certain. I was like, okay, like is that God or is that coincidence? Mm -hmm. Like in our relationship, just finding different things out. And I said... God, if you don't want me to be in this relationship, I need you to tell me. Like, I don't want to have no coincidence or this. I need you to point blank, period. And I'm telling you, the same that day, three things happened to me. And I was like, okay, I got you. <laughs> and then I broke up with him. And I was, I was living on fire for Christ, like 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Even when saying that, it's like years before that, I gave God my yes Mm -hmm. and still wanted to straddle the fence, still wanting to have God, but do the things that weren't godly. Yeah. And so... And just like no means no, yes yes means yes. Exactly. And I, like, literally cheating on God, like Mm -hmm. telling you, telling God, I'm with you, I'm married to you, we good, like we like this. But still doing things, knowing that it's not right. Mm -hmm. And when you say yes to God, he takes away the fun out of your sin. It's kind of like he didn't take away the ability to sin, but he took away the fun out of it. Like, 
I'm feeling all guilty and shameful doing all this crazy stuff because <laughs> uh-huh. I know like, oh dang, God's watching me. Like, really? I, yeah. The moment like, I had sex, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Exactly. Like, instant. Yeah, and after, like right after, and I'm just like, dang, my bad, God. But that's taking advantage of His grace. Mm-hmm. There's a yep. difference between repentance yep. and. Oh, my bad, God. Like, no. Like, it's just not... Like, you think about somebody doing it. Everybody wants to have a committed relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And if your husband or your wife cheats on you, you feel like, I can't believe he did that to me. But we'd be so happy to cheat on God. Mm-hmm. Yep. The place where you don't sin comes from a place of truly loving and having a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if you genuinely care about someone you're not going to want to hurt them exactly and if you sin you're hurting the heart of the father Mm -hmm. you know and that's not something that that as christians we should want to do you know Mm -hmm. um that's certainly something i don't want to do what are some differences in your life from before and after you kind of really gave jesus your full yes um I remember my decision my decision making has truly changed in the way that I think about other people. So even people who think that they are save save if you're not looking at your brother who is still straddling the fence and not praying for him instead of talking about them, yeah. you are not save save. Mm-hmm. You still have some work to do. Mm-hmm. Save saved is seeing your brother, seeing them struggle in whatever they're doing and be like tell them to the truth. Mm-hmm. But also pray for them, yeah. pray with them, yeah. and live a life that is a reflection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when we say, oh, you see such and such out there doing that, you done forgot who you used to be. Yeah. And you're in gossip now. Mm-hmm. You, like, <laughs> don't forget that you used to be doing the same thing. Yeah. Everybody is is on their own race or their path or whatever. It's just that you might be here and they're over here. When you look, your perspective has to change, especially when you're looking at other people. Yeah. Don't well, always, you're thinking that you're better than someone yeah. else. And you, well, that's why you always need to remember the history you've created with God because mm-hmm. it helps you to look at other people differently. And mm-hmm. we're supposed to see people in the way that Jesus sees them. You right. Know? And he loves everyone in spite of where they're at in their, in their journey, you know? Right. And all of us take a different amount of time, like... I know people that were raised in church and never strayed, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know people that at 20 years old gave their full yes to Jesus. And then I know people that are in there later on in life and mm-hmm. they're still like straddling the fence, you know? Right. I mean, everyone's journey is, is different and right. we all take a different amount of time mm-hmm. to come to that full realization. But it's just a matter of approaching people in love instead mm-hmm. of approaching them with condemnation, you know? Right. The best um, example that you can give someone is to actually live your life out as Christ did instead of just saying, well, you need to do this, you need to do this, you're not doing this. Okay, but do you see the way that you're talking to someone? Mm -hmm. You really have to live it out. A lot of people, I remember I talked to this girl at work and I was telling her about something and she was like, something, something, Christians, I don't like them or whatever. And I looked at her and she said, except for you, you're different. <laughs> and I was like, the church has to do better, man. Yeah. If she really feels like Christians do this, except for me. I mean, I'm, yeah. I took it as a compliment, but at the same time, I was just like, dang, the church has to do better. But if we are the body, so actually that kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, 
We yeah. we have to do. We better. do. We really do. And I I've, I've met. I want to say over the past. Recently, I feel like I've met so many people that just like believe in God, but won't go to church or have anything to do with church because of the way the church is. Mm-hmm. And like we, it should not be like that. Like the church should be a place where people want to run and encounter the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But because the church has become so judgmental mm-hmm. of people and the way the world is, they don't want Jesus because they think Jesus is going to judge them and not love them, you mm-hmm. know? So, it's just... It's a hard line because at the same time, you're supposed to be, like, in spirit and in truth. So, if somebody's yeah. doing something wrong, you need to correct them. Yeah. But at the same time... In love. You, you can it, do that in love. Correct, correction in love, yes. But it's like, but if you break somebody down, you have to sew them up. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't just leave them to the wayside. Exactly. And even with what the world is going on right now, it's really... it's. It's kind. Of, it's a hard thing to go through, but that's why it's important mm-hmm. to like be a reflection of who Jesus is. Like, what was your decision making process like? Did you take everything you do to Jesus, like, or was it an automatic like conviction prior to sinning instead of conviction afterward? Mm-hmm. So there was this saying I used to say: um, just because something doesn't um, convict you doesn't mean that it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we feel as if because we don't feel bad about it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not right or it's not wrong or whatever. Yeah. So I really truly feel that God places certain people in your life to be a representation of who he is. Yeah. And I remember like when my mom kicked me out, like she was Jesus in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was straying away from my mom. I was straying away from Jesus. Yep. And so when I started living better, more right for God, I um, my relationship with my mom was better. Mm-hmm. And so when I didn't know something was right or if something wasn't right and my mom says something wasn't right, she's like, oh, you know you're not supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And instead of completely disobeying her I would look at her like she probably right (laughs) like let me just go ahead and listen to my mama because she know like and it might not be your mama if you don't have like a mother figure or a father figure a a mentor or someone in your life or your pastors yes somebody in your life that gives you advice Godly, biblical advice and not opinions. Yes. Not their own opinion. Yes. My quest to being saved, saved, I will say, like, my decision-making process was different. I didn't make decisions based on a whim. I made them, and I would go through someone else sometimes because Mm -hmm. I knew. And I wasn't going to people. And that's another thing. (laughs) God places certain people in your life to love you and to correct you. Yep. And if you feel as if that you are hiding certain information from certain people because you think you're going to get your butt whooped, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. They are there for accountability. And a lot of times we want accountability, but we don't want to accept the consequences of accountability. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. So those people are there to correct you. So how are they going to correct you if you're not being honest with them? 
So a lot of 100% honest. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't be telling them bits and pieces because they're going to find out. <laughs> yep, don't hash truth them. If they are Holy Spirit filled. They already know if they're they Holy Spirit filled. They already know. Because I be try, I usually try to tell my mama some stuff and she looking at me like, That's I know you lying. Yep. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. what? Those people are there for accountability. Like, yeah. go ahead and tell them the truth. Don't go to people um, and tell them information based on what you want to hear. But tell them the people that God placed in your life because you need to have that that ground, that steady ground. Yeah, yeah. And I would completely agree with, with that, mm-hmm. with submitting your decisions to authority. Yep. Um, whether it be parents, friends that are holding you yep. accountable, Pastor, yeah. pastors, anyone that you have in your life that is holding you accountable to your decisions and what you're called to in life. Yep. Because... We're in this together as a as a body of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's really important to lean on the people that you have around you. Mm-hmm. So, what doors have opened for you since you've been truly consecrated to the Father? Um, I will say that my business, um, my catering business, picked up really well. Um, I will say when you're doing things not for the Lord, you're stuck. It's like you're. Your product or whatever you have creative is on one plane. Mm-hmm. But once you give it to God, it's like he takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Before I started my save, save journey, um, it was something. Like every time I was cooking, like something was not right. Mm-hmm. It was like I was cooking, it tasted good, but it was like, eh. But then I got save, saved, and God was like, oh, oh, your hands are anointed. Boom. Ooh. I'm trying to tell you, it was just like oily hands. I will say because I um I pray before I start cooking and I pray while I'm cooking I have the worship on. Yep. I have the CHH on, I have all that stuff on. And so usually when people taste my food, it's they're literally eating glory. Mm. And so they be like this I, ooh, what what and is this? It's because you, you want to encounter encounter Jesus through food. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and tell us how to find you. Okay. On, Instagram, Facebook, your website, so that okay. you can cater someone's party or events coming up. Okay. Um, my IG is oh underscore sweet soul. You can place orders at orders at osweetsoul.com, and osweetsoul.com is the website. Um, you can look me up on Facebook at sweet soul. And my personal one. <laughs> Maybe for the future husband. Okay. <laughs> it's I love El Shaddai. Like I L U V El Shaddai. Thank you guys for listening. Head over to our website, creatingyourhistory.com, to check out the blog for this episode and others. Make sure to subscribe, share, and rate us. We love you, and we look forward to sharing next week's episode with you.